This is Daily Politics. Here we look into the ins and outs of Kenyan everything Kenyan politics. We pull no punches and have no reason to sugarcoat anything that matters to Kenyans. My name is Oliver Madenge, multimedia editor NTV, and I'm joined in the studio by well, the one and only Patrick Langat. Langat. In this very cold Nairobi, <laughs> <laughs> I am Langat, the political editor Daily Nation. Yes, uh, and we are back for another episode of uh, Daily Politics. Uh, our, our people are still not yet back, but they will be back. Uh, Gushu, uh, those who have been asking, has been saying he's very busy. Uh, he's uh, been lying. He's very busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rosalind has just come back from uh, Europe and be joining us for the next episode. So uh, we look forward to it. Now, yesterday night, the first ever debate of uh, Nairobi governor candidates two-tired debate. Uh, the first one started with four candidates who have scored less than 5% in their opinion polls. Uh, then we had the main debate between one Johnson Sakaja and uh, Polika Pigade. Mm-hmm. Before I tell you what I think about what happened, uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> That's very interesting. You're throwing it to me. But... Uh, as you said, I think it is very interesting that we finally had a debate of the country's capital, its most populated county. It has the biggest number of voters. It is the richest county, uh, producing the most wealth than any other than any other county. And I think um, it was about time that they are placed at the center not just of the elections itself, mm-hmm. but also in this series of um, of having debates. Did, uh, did, did that debate really leave to the expectations of Kenyans? My take home is that uh, uh, it can get better, mm-hmm. but uh, it did something to the voter that was either undecided mm-hmm. or wasn't sure what their candidate has to offer. Mm. Uh, in a previous ep- episode, we talked about how there wasn't any manifesto, not produced case, manifesto, yeah. so people were not sure what they stand for on the various issues. And I think the debate offered a chance to learn about their plans on on, on health, on water, on mm. things that actually matter to the Nairobians. Mm. And I would say if you were undecided... Uh, you had a chance yesterday to make up your mind mm-hmm. and see what uh, the six the, 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 the six candidates did. Yeah. For for me, I think for the last debate uh, or the final, the part two of the debate between Sakaja and Igade was more of showbiz than uh, a debate. Uh-huh. Sadly, uh, they dwelt so much on sideshows that we really can't tell what exactly their policies are. Today, this morning, I was uh, listening to. Uh, the what they were discussing about uh, cartels and uh, there was nothing there none of them actually said this is how we are going to deal with cartels uh, this is how we can deal with uh, ensuring that Nairobi has uh, has better services uh, how we can deal with the issue of uh, money uh, exchanging hands for services to be offered so for me I think the debate was more of a showbiz and I think that's why for instance Akaja did what he did Mm-hmm. Uh, delay, coming late, mm-hmm. and just throw a jab at uh, at uh, Igade as an excuse of why he came late. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you think about it, for them it was just a display of uh, arrogance, if I would say so. Absolutely. Uh, for both candidates, uh, because uh, Igade seems to have come with one brief. 
attack Sakaja on his degree uh, then uh, Sakaja seemed to have had one brief of coming to attack Igathe by for leaving office when he quit as deputy governor mm-hmm. so there was no real substance in terms of what the one and a half hours we were treated to more of uh, uh, side shows than what exactly if you ask any Nairobi resident who watched that debate yesterday uh, or they cannot tell you what exactly these guys stand for mm-hmm. that's what i believe mm-hmm. yeah that's what i believe and uh, it will be interesting to see if uh, an opinion poll is done now if they undecided they over 20% undecided in Nairobi will have changed their mind will have changed their mind mm-hmm. yeah talking of opinion polls uh, we had another one by tifa i have seen uh, newspapers are running away from saying trailer is leading <laughs> people are saying <laughs> uh, they they are neck and neck <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> the reason why <laughs> yeah but uh, it it the, 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 that opinion poll had some interesting uh, issues uh, for me i had an issue with uh, the opinion poll itself i felt that uh, tifa did not do a good job as they usually do mm-hmm. there were some gaps here and there uh, for instance uh, a drop by William Ruto in South Rift by 33%. But you can't explain why exactly and how that happened. And how that happened. Uh, given that uh, Rift, South Rift is uh, one of William Ruto's, uh, <laughs> you can call him his backyard, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know what to think about that opinion poll. Uh, we still have a situation where we, there is no clear leader in the polls. Um, given the <clears throat> the margins of error and everything uh, you find that uh, these guys are still at par uh, there was another one that has been done by one of the newspapers also uh, than an internal one that shows the same thing so but that one has an interesting aspect which i think uh, is something that uh, people have never looked at most of uh, Raila Odinga supporters are people who earn more than 100,000 and above mm-hmm. uh, which are It's a very interesting statistic <laughs> to actually it's yeah. a very interesting variable to yeah to look at to measure in an opinion poll. Mm. But what I wanted to say about um, about Tifa is the very interesting bit on um, the regional support of mm. both um, and Ruto and Raila. Yeah. Um, especially given the fact that uh, that South Rift uh, bit for example. Yeah. Raila in the last they did the previous poll they did was about a month ago. Yeah, it was uh, just after uh, during that period when they were naming when they the had just named their name. Names, so yeah. a month maybe a month and some few weeks. Mm. Um in that period Raila has only been to the South Rift if you take the original uh, list of the South Rift has only been there this week. Mm. Yeah, long exactly. after they already did yeah. he was in Arok the other day he was in Bomet and Kiricho the day before uh, and it will be very interesting what are the factors they are saying contributed to that uh, rise in the support for Raila in the South Rift and mm. the drastic drop By of uh, William Ruto of William Ruto support but even more importantly uh, one of the other things that popped Uh, at me is uh, whether or not there is a woman there is a gender vote they t- I, i think doesn't uh, exist tifa says uh, since martha karua was named the support for raila in 
terms of the female voters has remained stagnant yes. in terms of uh, in Mount Kenya has remained stagnant i think stagnant or just a few points more mm. so um i think going forward it will be very interesting to mm. just attempt a question on is there a woman vote has, mm. has it ever has I, it ever I, been I, I, there i don't think and we have discussed this before on this uh, podcast and uh, one of the things that uh, i also saw very interesting when you talk about mount kenya is that Yes, the other poll was done on the day that, on the two days that these people named their running mates. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was May 15th and May 16th. The poll was released on May 18. During that particular poll, Raila had gained six percent after naming the candidate mm-hmm. uh, in Mount Kenya. Uh, Ruto at that point had remained mostly stagnant. Yeah, yeah. But now you find that even after selling the mother Karua agenda to Mount Kenya, the poll between May and now is stagnant. Mm-hmm. But uh, you find that uh, Ruto has gained 7% in Mount Kenya mm-hmm. from Gashagua's uh, support mm-hmm. or support base for that matter. And so Ruto now is above 50% in the Mount Kenya region, uh, which is very interesting for when you're looking, looking forward because for him, uh, when you talk to the people in, around him, the their target is sixty percent of the Mount Kenya vote. They they, they believe that if he gets sixty percent of the Mount Kenya vote, and uh, has pockets of other votes in the other regions and has his Rift Valley base, he wins the presidency by about two point something million. That's what they that's what that's what they claim. To according to what they say, their maths have seen is doing to is showing them. So for me, I think. I still have a problem with opinion polls. I won't. I still. They, they are good indicator. They are good point of uh, debate, but mm-hmm. uh, I still have a problem with them. Uh, uh, someone was trying to convince me that uh, uh, when I raised the issue of these opinion polls, uh, for instance, the national figure in that opinion poll by Tifa was ninety nine percent. Where is the one percent? Mm-hmm. Even if you are round enough. You cannot yeah, lose one percent. Exactly. Yeah. You can. You cannot lose downwards. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of questions around it. There are a lot of questions, and um, it will make for very interesting debates, especially those regional supports. Yeah. Myself, I think, is where the big questions are, and it is where the big analysis would come mm-hmm. for those that are going to follow on these opinion polls and whether or not the choice of the running mates uh, really makes a very really big, makes a big difference uh, a big difference Go and and, and, and the, i think the other thing that uh, probably tifa did not do they did not tell us what for instance how the manifestos changed or whether they did or whether they, or did. Whether they did yeah because uh, both candidates gained a bit from the last polls that the uh, Raila gained 3%, uh, Ruto gained 4%. Mm-hmm. So was this even driven by the manifestos, for yeah. instance? I think pollsters should not just, for me, the problem I have with Kenyan pollsters, pollsters should not just release numbers with footnotes that uh, justifying the numbers instead of contextualizing those numbers. Those numbers. Exactly. I think. I think for me, I have a problem with that. So, uh, Wajakoya in that poll uh, seems to have gained some uh, traction. Uh, he is at four percent now. Well, he's still 
she's still been beaten by unde- the undecided because they are at 10%. <laughs> so <laughs> he's at power with the the ones who don't want to give a response. <laughs> very interesting. Very interesting man Wajakoya. Uh, mm. The Daily Nation called him the other day a uh, joker, the joker <laughs> in the park because he has this very interesting history yeah. in the special branch, this interesting history about working in the criminal justice system. Mm. This interesting history about his citizenship. He has said the other day that he's a permanent resident of the UK, both the UK and the US, mm-hmm. but never been a citizen. Um, he has this weird number of degrees that he says he has <laughs> sixteen or so. <laughs> um, and somehow, for him to get four percent in mm. an opinion poll is really impressive. Yeah, because if you break down the four percent. Mm. in the 22 or so million uh, it's, it's about 500,000 voters it is about no it's actually more it's actually more more 700,000 yeah, yeah yeah which is very interesting mm-hmm. were he to get that number of votes or push it a little higher yeah. to maybe a million then uh, the two main presidential candidates would have a lot to worry about because yeah. it is about where is he getting those votes and from whom yes from I, whom or who support base yeah. is he getting them Mm. I, I think probably he would probably even get more more votes than any any other candidate before in terms of uh, outside the number one and two because I think in twenty in twenty seventeen if I can remember well I think the third candidate was uh, who Joseph Nyaga mm-hmm. with uh, thirty eight thousand votes mm-hmm. when the rest had uh, eight eight million and the uh, six million. So I think probably uh, he may get even even 2013 2013 how how many how many votes the highest Mudavadi? we had was 400 Mudavadi has four, four, had 450 yeah, exactly. the highest we've had in a leading third candidate if you may was Kalonzo in 2007 yeah. and he had about 700,000 yeah. 800,000 votes yeah. so Wawajakoya to get more than that he would as you rightly say yeah make history by being the <laughs> third candidate yeah, with the highest number of votes yeah and possibly force a, a runoff yeah if mm-hmm. he could get a million votes and it is about uh, getting it from uh, the two leading candidates mm-hmm. then he could push for one yeah. he could push for one yeah but what as as we as we conclude uh, this episode i think uh, what do you think is uh, the role of these i don't want them to call them small candidates but uh, small in terms of popularity uh, they're not as popular as the top two uh, he gained uh, because you see uh, both of them have been campaigning or rather have uh, some semblance of campaigns uh, that's Ojakoya and uh, Wehige uh, and Mahore um, is not appearing in the opinion polls anywhere mm-hmm. uh, he he's not ranked uh, doesn't seem to be attracting that kind of popularity in terms of how people are mentioning him and all that and i saw them uh, arguing yesterday or the day before yesterday at the event by the IBC, the IBC where wahige told that wajakoya uh, that he hopes when once he gets into office wajakoya will join his government and become a bishop <laughs> so those, those two present very interesting uh, perspectives <laughs> because wajakoya seems t- both of them seem to be on both extremes. Wajakoya mm. is a guy that is saying kill people, hang them, uh, legalize yes. this illegal drug, mm. let us uh, crush some balls of some animals. Um, 
rare snakes mm. things that a bishop uh, would like david moro would <laughs> not even imagine yeah. legalizing bang is the last conversation mm. uh, such a bishop would want to have and as you asked uh, there their impact or lack of it will only be interesting after the after poll the, itself yes. because mm. um, opinion polls have and and I don't think it's a problem of the opinion polls in that aspect maybe it's impossible to quantify the to, percentage to, yes, of the people yeah. that support them mm. maybe they are below 0 1% so yeah. you can't really uh, put a finger on it but it will be very interesting where mm. they get the votes uh, from whose base Uh, they get them and whether or not they would get uh, a high number of votes to push for a second round or deny one candidate yeah. to the advantage of the other will be very interesting mm. to watch okay uh thank you for being here langat and uh, we hope that you join us for the next one i think one of the things that we need to discuss in the next episode is uh, uhuru kenyatta and uh, his uh, his loki campaign very for for raila odinga very interesting, very interesting. So thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been Daily Politics. Uh, log on to www.ntvkenya.co.ke and nation.africa audio. We look forward to being with you again tomorrow.